Aaron, congratulations. Two points tonight, a four-point weekend. I would imagine you're a happy coach. Yeah, um, played a really good hockey game tonight. It was good. I thought it was good for a power play to get too early in that game. They were kind of running around, um, you know, trying to play a physical game against us, and we made them pay when they made those decisions. So, you know, I think it also calmed the game down a little bit that way. You know, you can't run around if you're going to have to pay the price like that. So, um, but really good 60 from us. Didn't feel like the game was in doubt at any time. They, uh, they kind of bend, not break in the D zone, and then once they turn pucks over, they're just looking to counter fast. So you, you had everything they got was kind of off the rush, and you had to, we had to be very aware when we turned pucks over that nobody got behind us. But really, really solid 60 for us tonight. Talk to us a little bit about the power play. How, how pleased you are with it right now? Yeah, power play's running real hot right now. Um, I think we're... Well, 35 or something like that percent in the league and over 45 percent in the cup right now so um you know it's special teams is huge in this league we know that and it's the boys are feeling it right now yeah big night for josh nichols had two could have had three yeah could have had a few tonight for sure um great to see him shooting the puck you know we talked about him after the preseason being maybe a little bit too selfish and now he's you know he's got that shoot first mentality he's playing with two guys that really see the ice very well as well that line's been outstanding um it's good to see him get on the board twice a quick word about last night you told me before the game today that you thought it was one of our better performances in that rink in manchester uh, so you're pleased yeah i think you take a eight to ten minute stretch out of that game where we took some penalties that maybe we didn't need to um, we had seven minors up there, six of them were stick penalties, so maybe just a little bit of lack of discipline at times. And they're, they've changed the momentum in that hockey game mm-hmm. with, the, with the special teams. But other than, other than that, I felt like we were pretty dialed defensively, didn't give up much. We were first on every puck, won a ton of battles. Um, you know, it wasn't the typical game in the storm shelter like we've seen up there before. So for the first time, guys up there, they, they handled it very well and played well. Anthony Marone played last night. That gave Greenfield a rest. He turns out with a shutout tonight. Is there a, a coincidence there, or is that something that's well, true? I think that's very important for yeah. our for our group moving forward here. Um, we used the Challenge Cup to to give Simmer a, a day on Wednesday and Scotty a day last night. We want to be you know as re- as well rested as we can be for the league games. You know the Cup's a very important competition for us as well. We played very well in it early doors here. Um, we know that Nottingham. We'll have something to prove uh, after the last time we were down there, so we know that won't be an easy game. But, you know, if we have three games this week and the league games are Wednesday, Sunday, there's a, a pretty good chance that we'll go the same way we did last week. Okay. That's head coach Aaron Fox. Thank you, Aaron. Congratulations. Joined, of course, by uh, Jonathan Fernley. There could be a very interesting first on tonight's podcast. A very interesting first. But we'll have to wait and see. We're stood on the bench of the Dundee Stars, and to be fair... They didn't offer, I didn't think, a great deal tonight other than on the counter, did they? No, they had. They survived a puck on their, basically on the goal line after 10 seconds and the player who essentially sort of punched the puck out of the goal then had a breakaway himself 10 seconds later. And after that, grade-A chances, I don't think Dundee had any of them. They've kind of struggled for goals this season. You think of last season when they looked full of them with, uh, with Barriger and Sanch, mm-hmm. they don't have either of those players this season. And... I don't think the goal scorers are there. Defensively, hard to break down. Five on five, the Steelers looked good in the first period but found it much tougher as the game went on. But because the Steelers had the lead, I don't think they were too concerned. They were comfortable with the game at Steel and not too worried that things got a little bit scrappy at times, particularly in the second. You spoke to my mate Mark LeFave, uh, mm-hmm. to That's the interview you'll see on the Elite League website and on our highlights. What did Favre say? He was pretty encouraged by how well his team 
did defensively and how tight they were able to keep it. But he knows that they scoring got to start, one they, goal in two to, games. They've got to start taking their chances. They've got to generate more chances, and then they've got to take them. But you know, to to go on the road, you know, and play two tough teams, the teams that are probably going to finish the night one and two in the table, um, to only concede, I think, one even strength goal across the course of uh, a one five on five goal, I should say, I think, across the course of uh, two nights. You know, the signs that they can give anybody a game. I don't think they're going to be too many lopsided games with Dundee because defensively they look uh, look pretty solid. Let's go for a stroll. So uh, I flooded the ice just to make it awkward for us as we step onto it. Say goodnight to Amy, who's painted into the ice there, through the Steelers bench and uh, down the corridor. Uh, just past the media room, Aaron Fox's office with Carter, Mr. Wills to our uh, left. Are you done, Kieran? Have you done your thing yet? Yeah. Are we allowed to talk about this on the podcast? Because I've got a feeling I might be doing it live on the podcast. Steal it down. We just walked past and walked down. What was the thing that most impressed you tonight? Uh, what you were happiest with? <laughs> Easy to say the power play, but the when they scored play. the second goal, that was their sixth consecutive goal on a power play. They'd scored on the last six power plays that they'd had. I'm not sure a Steelers team has Steelers. done that for years. It's you know you think oh you might go you might score six power play goals across a couple of games, but. You know, there were two for two in Manchester, two for the first two tonight, and then they'd scored on the previous two at the end of the game in uh, in the Challenge Cup on Wednesday night. Colton, you've made the fatal error of trying to walk past us on the podcast. Congratulations. Oh, a four-point weekend and a, and a great, important two points tonight in the league. Yeah, definitely. Tonight's game was huge, and I thought we just carried the momentum that we started on Wednesday, and I thought we played pretty well tonight overall. Um, I thought we relaxed a little in the second, but I thought we came out in the third and dominated the third again like we've been doing so far all season yeah last night was impressive because that's a tough building to go in when you're not used to it isn't it yeah definitely it's but you know it was a good environment and i think you can always get up for those games regardless of how the facilities are if there's a good crowd in there and they were pretty rowdy and loud so but uh, it was nice to take care of business last night and then obviously we got the job done today and your own personal points production they're starting to pile up a couple of power play goals recently i think of the seven games we played you got points in six of them so far yeah, it's, I'm just trying to help out. Uh, you know, my, obviously my first focus is playing defense and trying to shut down the, the other team's best players, and I take a lot of pride in that. And it's it's been uh, nice to help contribute. And, and you know, we have a lot of guys that do it, and so I think I just will keep doing what I've been doing, and hopefully we keep winning. Thank you very much, Colton. Thank you. We'll let you go back into the room. I'm gonna just go and grab Josh. Can you, uh, it's a bit loud in here. We're inside the room now. I'm trying to grab Josh Nichols. He's got the pizza. Let's go somewhere just a tad quieter. Live on the Steelers podcast. Man of the match, two goals. Congratulations. And uh, and your first Eddie as a Steeler. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a good game. I think I had a ton of chances tonight. And I think uh, the goals are coming in bunches. So it feels good. It was a great play by Balmus here to outweight the goalie and everyone. Way to get, and way to get a mention there. Way to get a mention. It's too easy. He was wide open. I have played hockey with him. It was funny because we were like locking eyes with each other and like, yep, 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 yep. And then finally, so just feels good to kind of sweep that tough week and hopefully take the rest here and then do it all over again next week. It felt like from afar, from 300 feet away watching, it's just been slowly, gradually coming for you. Are you feeling a lot more comfortable now? Yeah, I think uh, it's just getting comfortable with the players that we're playing with, getting that chemistry and just kind of honestly getting the legs under me. You know, it's a short camp here, so uh, 
just to kind of get into a rhythm with everyone and everyone kind of learning the systems and playing as a team, I think uh, that plays a big part. And then for myself, just feeling that one goal come a couple weeks ago, it was kind of like, all right, let's take it upon myself to be a shooter and try to finish as much as possible. And and uh, that's what I've just been trying to do now. I know nothing about the KHL, but I imagine the roles are so very different. Here you are playing on a top line, your first unit, uh, first part, all of that, where that would have been very different in the cage. Is it hard to actually get into that new mindset that you're not a chicken forward, you're now a guy who point productivity is something, as we spoke about in the summer, that's we're looking for all from you? Honestly, I think, yeah, maybe that is a part of it and just the mindset of how you approach the game every night. Definitely, I've played this kind of role in the past, but all of last season, I was kind of primarily a checking forward and trying to be responsible defensively. So, you know, honestly, I think at the start of the season, it was kind of getting that mindset, changing that mindset and that way of playing. But I'm pretty grateful for that last season in the sense of I feel like it kind of added a dimension to my game where I can be a more trusted player by the co- from the coaches and just kind of have a more complete game. Once you got to, how much was a hat-trick on your mind? Because it looked as though you were desperate to get out there for those final couple of shifts. Yeah, honestly, I'll give my wife credit. She's really big into manifesting and all these things. And last night she gave me this weird little ritual as a big day for that. So she's like <laughs> manifesting lots of goals for you. And I kind of was like before the game, like I think maybe like it's going to come tonight, like hat trick. And once I got two, I just had this feeling well, like guys made, were going to look for it. Yeah. And, and Carl uh, made that big save, didn't he, on you? Yeah. The yeah, I mean, that was the one. I had a two-on-one right before that, and then that one. And I was like, uh, maybe it's not meant to be tonight. But uh, it's just good to get the chances and the goals. Okay, congratulations. What a great job. And uh, you're just, in. in fact, the only Steeler to ever score a hat-trick against Dundee, Mike Forney, and he scored four in that game. Oh, so, I remember that. Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Should we go and do our thing? We're going to do it live on the podcast, and I'm going to explain what we're doing. Through here. Oh, through here. Right, Jonathan, you have no idea what's going on here, but we're going to Waymay, and the reason we're going to Waymay is that myself and Dean Woolley and Kieran, you know, big Kieran. Yeah. Well, I Kieran's going to put a post out. You'll see it on social media later, and uh, that I contacted Kieran and said, Kieran. I don't want to take your kids to school and I don't want to kick a football with your kids when you've died. I tried to make it as uh, (laughs) soft as I could um, because he's a big lad. So we're helping him lose some weight and Mike's going to help us out and Dean and I are having a competition. If I lose a stone and Dean loses a stone, Kieran's going to lose two stone and that's the competition so you hold on to that i'm just going to get wide so how's we're going to go shoes off shoes off yeah and then uh remove them glasses david they're heavy they are very heavy yeah but i'm going i'm going i'm I'm, I'm loading up okay okay bear with me am i saying the number live you can do i have no uh, i think i've been embarrassed by more things than my weight uh in my time before okay official weight yeah is 101 kilos how much is that in english uh, that is a great question. Step off, sir. 101 kilos. We voted, we, voted, we voted Brexit, right? We voted Brexit for a reason. Stones and pounds. Stones and pounds. And I can't convert that for you because my school curriculum no longer does <laughs> conversions. No, long, no longer does conversions between metric and imperial. Have I got to go back on there? You will, sir. 
Any any interest in Lionel? Because everybody okay. everybody are, was good. We are helpful. Knock on wood. Knock on wood. We're all okay. Yeah, we are all okay. So in English, we are fifteen stone, thirteen pounds. God, that's almost sixteen stone, isn't it? Blimey, fifteen, thir 15 thirteen. Start the journey today, David. It is. It is. Start and we'll keep you in the loop. in the nicest possible way. Then you're all trying to be massive losers. Yes, in, in, a, in a very big way. And uh, what we're trying to do as well is that, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're trying to get Kieran to... Kieran's needed some help in... Mm. I think he's, he's felt he's on his own trying to lose weight before. So uh, if we're all in the boat together, then... Yeah, uh, I, I know all about this. I'm a, I'm a bigger lad as well. I've had issues with my weight over the years. I sort of feel I'm fairly comfortable. I'm managing it. I'm consistent. But, yeah, I, I know how that feels. and I know what it's like to be in that position. Right, in we go. And uh, Dean and Pete is here. Let's go and grab Pete. 1511, Kieran, I was. 1511. 101. That was my right side. <laughs> that was your right side. <laughs> Pete, talk us through that one from what you saw tonight. Yeah, it was never in doubt, really. I didn't. From warm up, I felt. Well, yeah, it was one. <laughs> sure, Mark LeFevre would have something to say about that. But um, yeah, it, it was one of those. Once you got the first one past Kevin Carr, you were kind of. A little bit more comfortable then. 2 0 at the end of the first. And that first had everything, didn't it? A couple of yeah. fights, real physical, you know, some great opportunities. Brett Newman could have, you know, he could have had two tonight. I think he hit the post twice. Um, you know, at the end of it, Josh Nichols, great to see him get two. Just unfortunate to see him denied the third with a, with a great save from <coughs> Kevin Carr, the paddle yeah. save. So He played well, Carr, tonight, didn't he? He played well in Nottingham, though, when he was there, didn't he? Yeah, and is you know, whenever you see a, a, a former Nottingham Panther coming up against you, you just think, oh, they're going to have that extra extra level. And we know what Kevin Carr can do. So, yeah, it was good to see Greener get a shutout. He's second of the season, third, if you include pre-season in that. But he's looking he's looking good. You know what you're going to get with him. And I think the forward lines are, are really clicking. I've just spoken to Mitchell Balmas and he's, you know, three assists last night, a goal and an assist tonight. I think he's got five goals in eight games, 12 points. It seems like a real find this year, and that and that you can't even call it a third line, but that that line that he's on with Dowd and Valorand is just so good at the moment. Valorand's on fire again, isn't he? But it's a different Valorand. I tried to ex see if you get this one. I tried to explain it that Valorand doesn't no longer play here, and he has been replaced, let us say, by Watling. But Valoran has replaced somebody like a Connolly or somebody like... He's playing like down the lineup, contributing, but just contributing in a different way than we... He's a different Marco Valoran. And he's a Valoran that's contributing just in a different way than he has done in his, his illustrious past here. Yeah, it's, it looks like previously... Valor you both had blank looks on your faces there. Valoran, <laughs> Valoran was the star. Let's give him the puck. He'll win it for us. I think he's taken on more of a sort of senior leadership role no, no, I'll set you up. Mm. You know, I yes, I can still score. I'll score when I need to, but there's other good players on this team and he's he'll step up when needed to, but I think he's happy just to let other people have the limelight now. I think maybe it's just a sign of his maturity as a hockey player. I think you just hit the nail on the head as well. He's happy. He looks happy. He walks into the ring two hours before a game. He's happy. He's now he's healthy. He's healthy. healthy. That's... It must be a lot of pressure as well to be the guy. And he loves actually... that though, doesn't he? Marco, I think, loves being the guy. Yeah, but... You know, you look at that line, you know, down scoring six goals, Bormas is contributing as well. He doesn't have to mm. night in, night out. And I, I remember it was the, the Belfast game towards the end of the year where it was that Steelers-Belfast series and Besco makes a save and it's Valorant who's digging away, trying to get the puck over the line. He's been that guy in the past that we've relied on to do it. Now, 
if he's having an off night, which he, he rarely is at the moment, no. looking at his statistics, it's, it, it, it'll be okay. Josh Nichols might get a couple. Watling might go coast to coast and do something really special. You know, you've got Mark Simpson, who looks better and better every night I see him play. Um, Nichols as well. We, we just spoke while you were speaking to Bournemouth. We just spoke with Nichols. And, and I said... I put it to him that maybe he's had that fourth line grinding role for so long in the KHL and now he comes wants to be on the first line again and he's got to find a, an offensive pattern and he, he he's just gradually just got better and better and better hasn't he he's taking the uh, taking all the goal scoring pressure off Watling who I think he's just trying to do a bit too much at times at the moment he scored that overtime winner and hasn't scored since Champini's only got one this season so Nichols is I'm not saying he's carrying that line but because Champion is racking up the points and that line that. is being effective, yeah. but it's taking the pressure off those players who might otherwise be thinking, "I'm short of goals. I need to be delivering." But well, as long depth. as someone's delivering, mm. that's okay. But is that depth the so the first lines, if you like, cancel each other out and they're not scoring? But actually irrelevant because if you like a one, two, three, a third unit, a second unit, even a foot, it's contributing. Yeah, and that's that's what. Wins at the end. Players are obsessed with points, but coaches are obsessed with team points, and that's what's coming yeah. this way. And I spoke to Nichols probably a couple of weeks ago, and he said, Aaron pulled him to one side and said, you need to shoot the puck more. You know, he was looking for that pass-first mentality, and he, he spoke about it quite a lot, that he was kind of... It's a, it's a shift in mindset, like you said, from being in the KHL and maybe not being the guy that's being relied on playing a second line or playing a fourth line. Now he's back on that top unit, we saw last year Daniel Ciampini is a pass-first player and he's very good at it as well. Watling can kind of be either-or. Like you said, he might be doing a bit too much. Kind of, It falls naturally to Nichols if he's got that release and what a slap shot it was to beat mm. Kevin Carr for his opener. Um, you know, it was If he's got that kind of control on, on a slap shot, then give him the puck, mm-hmm. feed him and see him score. We look ahead to Wednesday. I forgot we've got a game on Wednesday. And I'm looking over Pete's... Uh, just refresh, There's Pete. St- the most ridiculous game. There's been seven goals six, in the third period. Glasgow six, Nottingham six. We're... Uh, come on, you clan. Back and forth scoring since the uh, second but period. But we've... Say, uh, yeah, okay. Seven goals in ten minutes in the third. OK. So uh, we're all cheering on Glasgow. Um, we haven't seen Glasgow. A brand new team in Glasgow. A tough place to go, always. Um, thoughts on that one? Yeah, I was kind of doing a bit of early looking at, at who they've got on their team sheet. Obviously, they've kept, you know, they've got Sanch now. You know, that look at some of the other names that they've got there. They've got players that can contribute. Pelic as well. You know, they've got some... They've got the lad from Dundee as well, haven't they? Who, who scored 100 goals a year before and then went off to Denmark to Sudowinski. Um He was part of the brothers, but then the other brother didn't come. The guy who scored all the points in Dundee. Kieran, who's the guy who scored all the points in Dundee two years ago? And then everybody wanted him. He was like... Oh, Phil Tonshu? No. No. Coombs. Coombs. Charlie Coombs. Charlie Coombs, yeah. And, um, yeah, so they've, they've, they've got some good scoring, but obviously a new coach as well, and he's taking time to bed in. They've also got John Craighead's lad, which is... Uh, yeah. Making makes, everybody, feel makes everybody feel old. Cause I still that remember. was some afro, wasn't it? It sure was, but... Do you remember that? He had the Jofa, and the hair just came out, and he, he looked like he hadn't got a, a helmet on. He was a huge man, wasn't he? Yeah, I've, I'm not saying to say I've not gotten over that Challenge Cup that they won here, but he scored the first two goals that night and I've never forgotten. Yeah, yeah. It's looking okay right now, isn't it? Yeah, say it quietly. And, yeah, well, yeah. I, do you notice the voice went yeah. down there? It's looking okay right now. But I, I kind of put it to put it to Mitchell Bournemouth and I said, you know, top of the league, even at this early stage, you know, five games in in the Elite League season, 
that must feel good. And he's like, yeah, long way to go. You know, don't win anything in October, outcome the cliches sort of thing. And you try not get too far ahead of yourself. I say you? bring back COVID, let's shut the league down now. <laughs> Champions League next year, happy days. <laughs> We turned down our chance to be in Europe this year, so let's calm down on that talk for a moment. Champions League, no, yeah, we don't want to be in the EFL Cup, we want to be in the Europa Cup. I think the fan, some fans will certainly disagree with that, but no, the, the Steelers are doing, Cardiff game aside, everything you would want them to do right now. They're, they've scored goals in games when they've had the chances to score goals, and they've you know, seen games out when they've needed to see mm. games out. There was a potential... Had that Manchester game happened last season, 3-0 to 3-3, you think, oh, crikey, what's going to go on here? But the team found another gear, and that's what the Steelers do when they're at their best. And there's a bit of that. Valley said it a couple of times, not on interviews we've done, but just while we've been chatting in the corridors. Like, he's kind of said, well, maybe that's a game that we lose next year, uh, last year, you know, a 3-2 win. Or, you know, you look at Coventry and the way that they came back at us, and they, I think we spoke after that one, and he said, yeah, maybe that's a game that we don't win next year. Maybe that Manchester last night was a game that gets away from them. I think th- there's no panic in this team. And that's something that gets rolled out by by coaches and players quite a lot. That's quite a go-to cliche. You know, there was no panic in the room after being whatever down after the second period. But I'm actually starting to believe it with this team, looking at that result last night. Do you think there's a bit of panic on the bus driving home from Coventry right now and down to Guildford? They're uh, finding it a bit tougher, aren't they? They've had a bit of a pasting or they're in the middle of one at the moment I think the fact that it's a challenge cup will calm some of the nerves but yeah it's it's not a happy start to the season I don't know whether they'll be whether Paul Dixon is able to make changes whether he's thinking about making changes but something's not right down there at the moment and yeah I, I I feel that something's going to change soon down there. You can't quite put your finger on what it is because they've brought back and retained so many of their players obviously they lost to Desco to see you guys cheers Alan they lost a desk. We'll stay here, Aaron. If you go home, yeah, it's okay. We've got it covered. 16, hour, 16 hours isn't enough today. Not today, no, not today, no. <laughs> Obviously, they lose Tedesco to Desco to Belfast, and that's their, their key guy. But actually, a lot of the other players they're retaining. You know, McAdams, when we saw him, him down there in Guildford, you know, he was doing what he was doing last year, being frustrating, making saves. So you can't quite put your finger on maybe what it is in with Guildford. Maybe just other teams have, have got better. I think it's also a result that Coventry really needed just mm. to perk their season up a little bit. Because, you know, they had a, you know, a couple of losses and you know, defeating on home ice by the Steelers. And just give their fans a reason to think, you know, if I turn up to the Sky Dome next week, I'm going to see some good hockey and I might see my team win. Because they've got some, you know, some potentially really good players down there. Um, and you feel that Coventry should spend the season in the top half of the table, not the bottom half of the table. 6-1 at the moment. Yeah, I was just seeing if Ian McNulty had, had got on the score sheet yep. for Coventry and he had, so yeah, that's an interesting one to see. I'm looking forward to next Sunday, Saturday of course, in Nottingham, Saturday night in Nottingham, but Sunday I'm looking forward to meeting this Fife coach because he looks a bit of a character, doesn't he? Yeah, and we like characters in we the do. league, don't we? So it's... And it's important for Fife that they have a character because they haven't had one for 100 years, have they? It seems like forever since you associated a character with the Flyers. Yeah, and it's great to see. It's great for the league. And it's interesting to see, you know, you look at the result against Belfast last night, you know, they push him all the way. Um, and it, it's great, you know, that's what a team like Fife needs is they need those opportunities and the the knowledge. And you, you mentioned the fans obviously mm-hmm. getting excited in Coventry. That's one that 
maybe five fans need as well to get excited about as well. And they have turned up now, haven't they? The Flyers. They, they've, I think they've had two delayed face-offs. We have one every night here, but they have two delayed face-offs, um, which is good. I, I'd love, I'd love this, the fact that five are delaying face-off because they can't get people in quick enough. Because that shows to me that there's a lot of people there turning up and wanting to see the Flyers, and they're such an important part of our league. They are, and it's. I think I'm not say everyone's second favourite team, but. Outside of Scotland, I don't think every, I think everyone quite likes mm, the Flyers. Mm. Obviously, you're not going to get that from a Clan fan or a Stars fan, but I like it when the Flyers I are in town. I like the Flyers to do well because, you know, they're a proper hockey club. That's what hockey should be like. It should be, yeah, it's great in a rink like this, but it's also really great in a building that's been there for 80 years and not changed. And you feel the history. You feel like... Uh, Dean's shaking his head. He doesn't like the Flyers. <laughs> we have a challenge. No, no, no. I, I like the Flyers. I'm not an old bugger. Okay. You like the ones. We have a challenge. We'll talk about the challenge that Dean Kieran and I are on in a second. But the challenge next week, Pete, we want you to interview him. Because his answers are brilliant and they last forever. You'll love it. You'll be be there for hours. And uh, I love the way he double checks his answers. We had a great first period. We led 3 0. It was 3 0 we led, wasn't it? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, think he's, I, just, I think he's a breath of fresh air and I love him. And uh, he's, doing a, he's doing a good job there. Are we okay to talk about our challenge, Kieran? Okay, a few weeks ago, I, a couple of weeks ago, I telephoned Kieran and I said, Kieran, I don't want to take your kids to school and I don't want to play football with your kids because he's, he's a father of one. He's got a second coming along. And I said, and I've got a horrible feeling. I said it in my kind of way, but I said it with an, in a nice way, didn't I? Um, I think you're going to die. Um, you've got to lose some weight, big guy. And um, so Dean and I have had a chat, because Dean and I, as you know, aren't exactly fine specimens of men either. And we're having a challenge with Kieran. So if I lose a stone and Dean loses a stone, then we're ganging up. Kieran has to lose two stone. And if we lose two stone and two stone, he has to lose four stone. So we've had our first weigh-in today. So um, we'll keep you in the loop. But it's basically... We're doing it because basically none of us want to take Kieran's kids to school. Uh, it's for our own selfish reasons. Um, and that's, that's what it is. But we're trying to save the big guy's life here, aren't we? Yeah. I think that's pretty much that's pretty much that's pretty much what it is. That's pretty much how the conversation went. Yeah. Pretty pretty blunt when they. Uh, yeah, well, you were pretty quiet to start off with. I got to be honest, but you came round to my way of thinking. You need, to, you need to understand Dave Sims to understand that's a nice a nice phone call to take. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's, uh, it's it's done the job. I've got a bad knee, a bad back, a bad elbow, bad everything, and now I've got to start working out because uh, I've got to basically save his life. Another thing that you can add to my resume. Anything else before we go? Power play was good tonight. It was excellent. Um, you know, before they took the the third, what before they, it was um, it was six for six for eight, wasn't it? Yes. If, if you look at the last um, the last eight power plays, oh, listen to this one, Snack Dom. Snack, you've just given everybody we've scored. Oh yeah, last. Pete already knows we've had this conversation a long time ago. That's not news to Pete Spencer. He's already tweeted it out long ago. Yeah. I tweeted it at the end of the second period, just before the uh, the third penalty of the night expired. Yeah. So excellent yeah. work, excellent work. But so. We didn't quite get the hat-trick from Nichols, so Forney remains the only Steelers hat-trick against Dundee, but it is the 13th Steelers shutout against Dundee. It's the second for Greenfield, which is as many as John DeCaro managed, not one behind now, Mustakoffs and Frank Doyle, who had three each against the Stars. Don't you just love having a maths teacher on the podcast? <laughs> yeah. It's fabulous, isn't it? OK, folks, we'll see you next Sunday, 4 o'clock, against the Five Flyers. We're in... Oh, oh. Pardon? Yes, a little bit less of us next Sunday. We're going to lose weight. Speak to you later. Have a good night. Now that you've not, you've finished on the podcast.